What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Pinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. Ray, my friend, how are we feeling? It is Super Bowl week, but for us, this is our Senior Bowl review. Uh, the boys got a little toasty this weekend in Arizona for yours truly's bachelor party. Appreciate all the boys coming out. Um, but we did get some good Senior Bowl practices in last week. Want to give our thoughts on the pod. How are we feeling? Yeah, I was just saying, more important question is how are you feeling, man? I mean, you uh, I'm not feeling great. I'm not going to lie. Um, took off yesterday, and uh, yeah, it was just a complete shell of myself. Um, looked in the mirror, didn't even recognize myself. Thought I just, you know, left my soul in Scottsdale. But um, hey, nothing cures a bad mood like going into the office and going to work. <laughs> no, dude, everyone loves that. <laughs> everyone loves that. Um, yeah, I would. I may have been, been even in a worse mood today, um, but hey, we're here now. Yeah, now we're talking. We're talking some draft, so that cures all for real. It really does. Um, Senior Bowl was great. I mean, just first initial thoughts. I thought this year um, they had a really, really nice collection of talent at the Senior Bowl. Some guys who are going to get drafted in the first round. Who we'll talk about some of them. Um, I thought the practices were highly competitive. I thought guys really were playing hard. Um, give me your thoughts about you the know, senior bowl. I, I used it perfectly. A lot of talent, and not only that, uh, I feel like all a lot of their or not all, but most of their talent were at positions where it's so much fun to watch and evaluate. Like the offensive line, defensive line, just deep and high level talent. You have potential first round picks. Definitely like a handful of day two picks in that in those groups too, which I love. And then also on the other side, uh like wide receivers, cornerbacks, there were some great battles. Quinion Mitchell, I mean, we'll talk about him for sure, but a handful of wide receivers also really showed out. Right. Um, so we're going to go through three players on offense, three players on defense each. So we're going to get a lot of players to talk about here that we thought really stood out at the Senior Bowl. We're also going to give one guy who um, we thought maybe a little faller um, after the Senior Bowl week. We don't want to crush guys. Because uh, obviously it's just a week of practice. Obviously the game tape matters more, but for a lot of these guys, was, this was the first chance to show out in front of NFL organizations. So it is still a really important week for guys there. And some guys didn't have as great of weeks. Um, and then at the end, I'll mention a bunch of guys who I thought also had good weeks and, you know, we can cherry pick a, a, a few guys before we get to the senior bowl. I got Bovada sportsbook.com pulled up right now, Ray. I did mention it's super bowl week. Chiefs 49ers. This line has kind of moved around from one and a half, two and a half. It is settled at two right now for the 49ers. Ray, what are you thinking about this Super Bowl? Over under 47 and a half. Yeah, so I feel like it's just so hard to bet against the Chiefs in this game. But that being said, with the amount of bets and the amount of money going on the Chiefs and that line went even went back from one and a half to two now. Yeah. It, it, as a betting veteran like myself, <laughs> a veteran of losses, that is. Yeah. Uh, to me, that screams 49ers. I don't know if I'm going to end up betting on the actual game itself. I'm probably just going to start hammering a bunch of props uh, come game day. Over on the anthem being the first, tails being the second, of course, like every year. But right. um, that being said, it's gonna be a fucking. It's gonna be a battle. I think. I think it could go either way. I think they they said. I I originally said when the matchup was set, it'd be two and a half either way. I can see it closing at, and it looks like it's not getting above that two and a half mark. There's no shit. Yeah. Um, tails on Movada right now plus a hundred. So a little, little break even money. Are you there. serious? We got value oh, yeah. at tails. Oh, t- oh t- yeah. T- I think they're they're both plus a hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much just like the hey, would all you degenerates come bet this, please. Yeah, just wait till I bet Gatorade color. Shh, no spoilers. <laughs> um, yeah, I completely agree. I just, I first instinct, I want to bet the Chiefs, but everyone is betting on the Chiefs right now. And this line just really hasn't moved. And I'm kind of scared right now. I'm scared to bet it. I'm not going to lie, I'm scared to bet it. Um, what I will tell you, though, that 47 and a half, that under for me is looking juicy. I might even alternate uh, line this, honestly. Ooh, that'd be bad. That's a ballsy move. I like that. Yeah. On Bovada right now, I can get under. Ooh. I'm trying to decide where I want this, this key number to go. What do you think? 45? 
I get under 45 for plus 117. What do you think about that? I'd rather just leave it the normal line personally. <laughs> I'm a, I don't think giving up those points is worth the line movement part. That's just me. I'm a sucker for a little vig though. Yeah. That you are, my friend. In the wrong way. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's talk senior bowl. Um, like I said, we're gonna flip-flop between offense and defense. Um, three guys each for each side of the ball. So Ray, start us up on offense. Who you got uh that really stood out to you? Yeah, so I'm going to go first with uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, the center from Oregon. And this is a guy that when I originally watched him um, probably a month or so back, it was when I feel like the interior offensive line class was kind of just taking shape. And this was the guy that everyone was talking about being the number one. So I was really excited to watch. And I just wasn't that sold on him. Uh, I thought the range was not excellent. I thought there were some holes and I didn't see him as that I didn't see him as good or better than uh, John Michael Schmitz and my boy Tippman from last year, especially Tippman. I was like, there's no shot. This guy's on the same playing field as this guy. I was so fucking impressed with his game this week. Um, just, I think my favorite part about his game was just that his ability to recover and pass protection, even when he got beat, but with quickness off the line or he got pushed back a little bit overpowered with some of the big strength guys. He just showed the core strength and just the ability to reset his hands and fight inside and just just stop it. He would squat on guys and just absolutely drop them. Uh, super impressive. I feel like that just translates from his wrestling background, which we all know. There's no Dean here today, but we love that shit we here. We love it. We love a nice wrestling background from an offensive lineman. Uh, just his ability to just move guys. I feel like the subtle turns of angles and create space and create holes for the running backs too. Uh, he's someone that I'm going to have to go back and watch a couple more t- games, but – I, I completely buy the first round conversation. And I think I'd go as far as to say, I think it's almost a lock that he's going to go in the first round. He's not getting out of the top 40 picks. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, I really like what you said about the recovery speed. Um, when he weighed in, I mean, he was 334 as a center. Yeah, which I didn't even mention that. Yes. Y- you don't see a lot, but the way he moved at the senior bowl, I was really impressed, especially at that weight. Um, he got some reps at guard too. So, I think he does have some some good versatility. Fuck, you touched um, on both my notes. I forgot to mention the guard. The, I think the reps at guard is massive too. Hey, you know what? We this is we've been doing this a little, we've been doing this a little while. You know, you pick me up, I pick you up. Love that complimentary um, football, baby. Yeah, but I was really impressed with him as well. Um, right, if Bovada set a line at twenty one and a half for his over under draft, what are you taking? You see that, that I feel like that's the that's the turn point because the Dolphins we know they need they need some off the line help especially on that interior with uh Connor Williams going Robert Hunt yep. being a free agent as well so I tend to right now think under that being said I think Combine is going to tell a lot and just his overall athletic profile especially because the Dolphins do run that wide zone scheme and I personally on tape didn't see the the excellent uh, mobility and range in his run blocking but that being said. Uh, this interior offensive line class, I think he is at the top. Right. Six of the last nine seasons, a center has been drafted in the first round. So I think that conversation of the interior guys, especially centers, not really going early. If you do have a special player like he's shown oh, oh, this past weekend um, and throughout this past season, I think those guys do get drafted in the first round. So um, I'm probably taking over on that line. But uh, I can't knock you, especially with with Miami at the turn of 21. Um, I'll go here. Should I go offense or defense? Go defense. All right, I'll I'll go defense. Um, I think I have to start with Quinion Mitchell, who was the big talk of the senior bowl. Um, Corner out of Toledo, 6'195", 31 and 1 8 inch arms. I thought he was actually going to be a little bit bigger the way he looked on film. Maybe that's just because he's playing at Toledo and – level of competition and athlete that he's playing against. Maybe he looks a little bigger, Um, but man, this dude plays big. Um, This was a player who I was highly skeptical of coming out, especially during summer, seeing the 90 coverage grades on PFF last season. He also had four interceptions in a game. So when you see that, you have to question where he's playing. Um, he also played in a ton of off coverage at Toledo. Honestly, he rarely plays press man coverage if you watch any of his his game film. Um, so I really wanted to see how he would hold up in press when the coaches are demanding that he 
play in press coverage. Um, but he dominated throughout the whole week. The senior bowl drills are really set up for corners to fail. Wide receivers have the entire field to run. Um, they have no safety help. There's no linebacker help underneath. Um, and he played his ass off. He really locked everyone up. Um, he had some really nice reps against Roman Wilson, who was arguably the best wide receiver um, at the Senior Bowl th- this past weekend. And I think he's played himself easily into a top three corner, arguably the number one corner in the class. Yeah, I think I agree with everything you said. I think his ball hawking ability is what really stood out. I know you mentioned uh, those numbers may be a little inflated because he had those four picks in that in that one game. But his ability to just break on the ball and just that quick twitch, really impressive. And I think in press coverage, like you mentioned, he showed good patience with his feet too, where, and he didn't have any pack through his game. Um, I think I heard that he ran like a four, three, nine, two last year when he was clocked. So there's plenty of speed to go there too. So um, I think he's got all the traits. It's just comes a matter of which team has, which of these corners in the, as their number one guy, because like we said, I think there's between three and five of them that I think they can all vary on people's boards. I agree. I think there are five corners that could all go as the number one corner. Um, I think the combine is going to be be massive for all of them. Um, right. If I gave you Ambovada first corner for Quinion Mitchell at plus 200, you like that? Um, I would say it's a little overreactionary right now. Okay. Uh, just be, but because we're just coming off that massive weekend. But that being said, I don't think it's far off. I think it's probably around three. I think it'd probably be around 300. And that's when I'd start to consider it. But, uh, you know, my love for my boy Coop. I can't betray him like that. Yeah, I'm going to be fascinated what happens with Coop. Cause I think he's he's going to run well still. They say um, he's going to blow the combine up. All right. I, well, I heard that if I heard that if there was a dunk contest, it would be like his show. Really? I'm not even kidding. Yeah, they said that he's just like a freak. I mean, I know Tyron Arnold's also a freak. Um, he was also a big-time basketball player, so maybe not. I think well, he was committed to Alabama to, to play basketball too, Tyron Arnold, wasn't he? Is, is that a thing? I never heard that. Pretty sure. Um, I'm going to have to look that up. But, um, yeah, these corners, uh, there's a lot of them, and they're all really good. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Ray, give me uh, give me your first defensive player. Yeah, so I'm going to stick at the position, and this is someone who I really didn't hear of before the weekend, but I was thoroughly impressed. Uh, Jarvis Brownlee Jr. from Louisville. Uh, dude, he, in his on the one-on-ones with him, he was just – he showed out incredibly. His ability to anticipate routes uh, and just – jump on him he undercut so many outs and ins uh and just made it so the quarterback couldn't even throw the ball or he had like an easy interception uh, he his anticipation was excellent the deep speed he didn't really show much panic on the deep balls but he did maybe give up half a step i wasn't too concerned uh, I, I really i'm curious to see how he's going to run because uh he measured in at 510 and 58 so it's not and 183 pounds not the ideal size you want from an outside corner especially in today's nfl but he did have 31 and 68 in his arms. So I don't think he's mandated to play slot. He's got some inside outside versatility from college. Um, and he also had an interception in the game too, which was really impressive. He was playing slot and kind of jumped in, dropped into an underneath zone. So I think that inside outside versatility is appealing. He's someone that I think can go between the third and fourth rounds. I would assume um, the ball production in college too. It's been shaky, not elite. He had one pick and five pass breakups last year. And then the year before that, he had two picks and seven pass breakups. So it's not like he's got no nose for the football, but maybe this week was just a little overstated. Uh, or maybe a team is getting a player who's on the rise. So I think it's someone – he's definitely opened eyes, and he's definitely going to be on my list to watch for quarterbacks. Yeah, I think besides Quinion Mitchell, I thought he was the best corner of the uh, at practice. Um, I really like what you said. Maybe not the – he's not going to overwhelm you with speed, especially if guys get on top of him. But his technique the, the whole week, he was great. Redirecting wide receivers wherever he wanted them to go. Um, but he was really patient in, in press coverage, too. Um, didn't really bite on quick releases or head fakes. Um, so he's a guy that w- will definitely be looking out. I, I agree, late day two, early day three type of range for the way he played. Um, I'll, I'll kick it to the offensive side of the ball. Um, I'm going to go back to the interior offensive line. I'm going to look at Christian Haynes, the guard for UConn. Uh, he measured in at 6'2", 318, with 33 and 7 8 inch arms. Um, really perplexing hand size, 8 and 7 8 inch hands. 
for a guy that big. Um, so initially coming into this, um, I liked Christian hands. I thought he had really good feet. You can see it on tape, but I was curious to see how his overall strength would hold up playing at UConn. They weren't playing high level competition. So I really wanted to see his strength. And then when that hand size came out, I was like, is this guy not gonna be able to grip anybody? Is he not gonna be able to direct anybody? Um, but he, he proved me wrong. He was great all week. Um, just for a little context, back-to-back seasons in 2022 and 2023 with run blocking and pass blocking grades over 80, only one sack and 15 pressures allowed in the last two seasons. Um, I thought he looked great. I thought he fired out of his stance really strong. I actually thought his grip strength was really good, honestly, for, for small hands. He was really pushing back D linemen, had some really good reps um, against some bigger defensive defensive tackles. Um, so I think he's played his way into a top 75 pick. And I think that's pretty much where he'll, he'll settle around. I think he's uh, an early uh, round three type of selection. Yeah. I haven't, I know he's been on my list too for interior offensive linemen. I haven't gotten a chance to watch him. Um, I per, I mean, he, he had a good week for sure, but I feel like people were, kind of, I feel like people were higher on him this week than I was. Uh, he didn't do anything too bad or anything. Like, his recovery was good. Uh, his anchor was good, but there were times where he gave up ground and he lost some reps, but it's going to happen, especially when there's um, prospects of this caliber up there. I'm happy that people aren't saying, because everyone, I feel like he's on everyone's risers list, but I feel like maintaining his expectations and saying, hey, he's not going to be a top 40 pick, top 50 pick, probably more likely going to be going that top 75 to 100 range. And I think that's perfect value for him. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I have to remember, I think it's PFF. On their big board, I think he's like 53, which I think is a little too rich. Um, but kind of like I said, I I think he plays his, his way into a, like a top 75 selection. So we'll see. Um, you're going back to the offensive side of the ball here. Who you got? I'm sticking in the trenches, too. I'm going Tyler Guyton. Uh, first, yeah, start off with just what he measured. 6'7 and an eighth, 328 pounds, 10-inch hands, 34 and a quarter arms. This guy is the definition of prototype. I know it's a little bit overused, but he's tall, long, lean, uh, just an impressive specimen. And this is another guy who, for me personally, when I first watched him a few, uh, like a month or two ago, uh, wasn't that high on him. Uh, he's he's someone who's inexperienced, doesn't hasn't played too much football, and his punch uh, in pass pro is wildly inconsistent. I felt like people were getting in his chest constantly. Uh, he'd give up some ground. But this week, He's similar to Powers. I think just his ability to win those reps where he lost the initial uh, interaction with the defender on is what impressed me the most. Even when he's not using that length perfectly and getting his hands in in the perfect position, he's still able to stonewall guys just with his overall core strength. I think that's an incredible trait to have as an offensive lineman, especially when you have the movement ability and the overall athletic profile that he has. He's someone that loves getting to the second level. I think he talked about in uh, many interviews this week that his favorite thing is when he gets to run block and move into second and third levels and just be able to block cornerbacks one-on-one when he pulls. So I think the athletic profile coupled with that strength and ability to anchor down, it's going to leave teams really, really intrigued, especially because he hasn't played the most – Game game reps. I think that people are going to fall in love with the idea of his ceiling. When I first watched him, I had him as a second round grade. I thought that maybe he was someone who would get drafted and have to sit a year and just try to refine those tools that he has. But after this week, I think he's he's a for sure going round one. I think it's a hundred percent lock, and he may end up going ahead of some of these these tackles that I have ranked ahead of him. Um, I think the offensive line class as a whole, but in particular the tackle class, is fucking deep, and I think the order of these people on the boards are going to be all over the fucking place. Yeah, I completely agree. This was a guy that I had in my top five over, over summer and it was purely projection. So I have what I pulled. I have what I wrote down during summer, lean athletic frame with unbelievable mobility shows up when he gets to the second level. Um, He played a little tight end in high school, which shows in the way he moves, but he needs to play with a lower base, more leverage um, needs to work on his hand placement um, and get under defenders' pads. I still think he's a project, but I mean, this guy glides around at at six six three twenty five or whatever the hell he six, weighed seven. in at. Um, yeah, 
I mean, he really glides around like he's an NBA player, and teams are going to fall in love with that, like you said. Um, so I think he's got first round written all over him. I'm very curious to see where he stacks up in the other, um, I don't want to say project, but it, de- developmental first-round tackles like Mims, like Latham. I, I'm so curious how those three stack. I I know Latham's your guy, but I do think he's got stuff to work on. Um, so I'm I'm very curious to see how, how those three will stack. Ray, on Bovada, if they set a line at 18 and a half, the first round. What are you taking for Tyler Guyton? Wow. Um that's a juicy line. The uh the if I remember correctly, the Bengals are at 18. I guess it's it's just so much depends on who's gone too. Like I wouldn't I, I'd probably take the over just because of how many tackles there are. I feel like we tend to overreach, but let's I've and for the Bengals in particular, I feel like JC Latham's like a perfect fit for them. But if he's gone and it's between Guyton and like uh, it's like oh, and like Jordan Morgan. Like I think Guyton's gonna be the guy, or even Guyton versus Mims. So it really just depends on how fast and how early these corner these uh, tackles go. Because if there's a run on tackles early, this guy's going top twenty for sure. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about it in the back of my head right now. I mean, we could have like eight tackles in the first round. Yeah, it's insane. We could have like eight tackles and seven wide receivers. Yeah, that you see, that's what leads me to believe that like if you're a team in need of offensive line and wide receivers, some of those talents, some of that talent's going to trickle down to the top of the second. I think we're going to has to, we're going to be seeing a lot of trade ups in the second round. I have a feeling. Be very, very interesting. All right. I'm going to head back to the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to stick in the trenches. Um, get the hometown kid here. Adisa Isaac, um, Penn state edge, six, four and a half, two fifty, thirty three and seven eighth inch arms. Really good numbers for him. Um, a player that was highly regarded coming out of high school, um, just hadn't really put it all together up until this year. You can see the length on tape, but it was really nice to get that confirmed. Um, he had seven and a half sacks this season with a 13% win rate. Thought he did a really nice job using his speed and his hands to beat edges this week. Um, he's a guy who can really bend the corner and, uh, can really get home doing that on the outside. Um, I think he's a top three round player for me right now. And I think he's most likely going to be viewed as a situational pass rusher coming in. But this guy is outstanding against the run. And he didn't get to show that this week just because of the format of the senior bowl. Um, But I honestly think this guy's better against the run than he is against the pass. Um, So I'm curious to see how teams took that in interviews. I'm sure he he talked about it because he does talk about it a lot, how he loves to play and run defense. So curious to see how, what NFL teams thought about him. Yeah, th- those two Penn State edges, it's going to be, I feel like we're, we just haven't heard anything about Chop Robinson in a while. I think it's like so under the radar I think it's right partially now. because he hasn't played in any of these All-Star games and uh, he's a little younger. But I think once the combine comes around, I feel like because right now, they're kind of people are starting to talk Isaac and Chop on the same level. I do think once the combine comes around, though, Chop's just going to be like a fucking rocket ship going to the moon because that guy is going. Like we talked about some of those corners blowing it up. I think uh, Chop's going to be like a a, a Parsons s combine where he's going to run the four fours. Yeah, I mean and, Penn State boys always blow it up. You know that. That's true. They do always, always blow up the combine. Yeah, they they always lose three games, but they always do blow up the combine. That's <laughs> no. true. Dude, shout out Troy Apke running four three as a white guy. Um, yeah, that Dion clip. Oh, oh he's yeah. fast. Yeah, he's fast, fast. Like, what um, do you mean by that? He's like, you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. Um, are you on offense or defense? I can't remember. Uh, you just went defense, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on defense. We did the way we did this is hysterical, by the way. <laughs> um, so you st- you stuck with your hometown guy. I'm going to go with my hometown guy and Michael Hall. Um, I was very surprised on the first day of measurements too with him because he's always been like a lighter um, defensive tackle. He was always referred to as Aaron Donald. I always thought he was a little stocky. So the 280 didn't surprise me, but um, 33 and two a quarter arms was very surprising for me. 10 and 8 inch hands, 6'2 and a half almost. So he's got some size to him. I think he's going to grow into that uh, frame as well. I think 280 is a little lighter. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up playing closer to 300 in the NFL, especially as he ages. Um, and this this event is tailor-made for a guy of this guy's skill set. I think the one-on-ones, he really shined. And 
he just showed what he's going to be in the NFL. He's going to be on a team that just asks their defensive lineman to shoot a gap, use their quickness and get into the backfield and disrupt. Uh, his ability to win on with that quickness, he had a, a really fast one, uh, arm over. He's got violent hands. Um, the powers, I think the power profile and the run defense profile is still yet to come. So I think, I think before this whole weekend, he was kind of viewed as a day three guy when coming into the year, he was viewed as he can go in round one just because of that Aaron Donald comp and just the ability, the team's needs for interior pressure. But I think he's kind of splitting the difference now. I would be surprised if he makes it out of day two. I think, like I said, I think a team that wants that, uh, the gap shooting defensive tackles are going to fall in love with him. I think he ends up going somewhere between uh, 50 and 75. I think he really made himself some money today. I think he avoided that day three uh, draft label. Carry on Winfrey vibes. No, because he ended up going in the fourth round and getting cut within a year. So no. he was the MVP of the Senior Bowl. He, he was, yeah, he did have a ma- massive Senior Bowl. Dean loved them, but fuck, I guess that's the negative way to look at it. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, I, uh, I know you said maybe he gets to, th- to three hundred. I think that's just been the talk between us for these past two years. Basically, was um, is he going to be on the field enough to to warrant such a high draft pick? I know getting to the quarterback, especially from the interior, is so important now. Um, but if you can't be in at all in run defense, it's tough. Um, I, I mean, thought he did a great job this week, though. We also said the same thing about Kalaja Kansi, and that guy had a great rookie year and a Todd Bowles scheme as well. So True. I think Kalaja Kansi is so much better than Michael Hall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he yeah, he had a better college career, but uh, I mean, similar traits, you know, and Fair. I think – I think you say Michael Hall has the length and just the overall frame as well. So I think I don't think he'll be a problem getting on the field for rundowns eventually. But for sure, when he first gets into the league, he's going to be a situational pass rusher. Yeah, I thought he did a really good job this week. Um, the first step quickness, obviously, is the noticeable thing, um, especially on the interior. I mean, there were a couple snaps where centers couldn't even get the ball off until he was already in the backfield. Um, and I also thought he tried to show his pass rush arsenal. Like you said, he had that arm over move. Saw him try a couple spin moves. I mean, not everything was working for him, but I like that he just has a thought process when he pass rushes um, because a lot of these guys are still growing into that. So he can come in ready-made to to go in on third down in the NFL um, and get after the quarterback. So I like the call out there. I'm going back to the offensive side of the ball here. I'm taking a look at Malachi Corley, wide receiver from Western Kentucky. Uh, measured in at 5'10 and a half, 215 and 30 and 7 eighth inch arms. Um, he was voted the best wide receiver uh, by his DBs during the Senior Bowl uh, for the practices. He's got three straight seasons, over 70 receptions. He's got 29 touchdowns in the last three seasons. This is just a yak machine when you watch him on tape. Um, right, this is a guy that you don't have to hate watching when you watch the tape. Uh, especially on YouTube where you might lose the receiver. You never lose Malachi Corley because he's not going too far. Um, It's pretty much screen underneath, and that's it. Um, But, man, is he dynamic when when he's got the ball in his hands. 70% of his total yards in the last three seasons have come after the catch. Um, I was just really interested to see how he was going to fare in the one-on-ones where you don't have blockers in front of you, you're not catching screens, you got to get – Good releases. You got to get off coverage. You got to stack guys if you're going over the top. Um, and I thought he did a he did a good job uh, getting in and out of breaks. I thought he did a good job getting off the line of scrimmage. Um, he's not really known for his contested catches either, even as a a little bit thicker, bigger wide receiver. Um, but I thought that he made some tough catches in traffic too. And I think he ends up as a, a late second, early third round wide receiver. Um, he's going to be fascinating to to watch in the NFL because of his skill set. I know people keep comparing him to Debo. I really do think Debo's a one-of-one. One. Um, you really just don't see that. But I really like um, him taking on a similar role as like Rasheed Rice has for Kansas City this year, um, where he does catch a lot of their underneath stuff and just catch and go, and he catches a lot of crossers and a lot of drags. I think that's going to be his role in the NFL. Um because like I said, Debo's a one-on-one. Can't, yeah. can't just recreate that. Yeah, I mean, I, for, for every Debo, you get uh, Nikhil Harry, who like... Agreed. Has, who or only L- did... like LaVishka Chenault. That's... Yeah, who, 
all he caught, I feel like Nikhil Harry, I, I, all he did was catch those screens and Ron needs a big body. So you figured he'd be able to win downfield. Um, those types of players kind of scare me a little bit. I think the jury's still out for, at least for me on Corley. I got to uh, watch more of his game tape. Uh, I question like the foot speed and the releases too. I know he's not, he wasn't asked to run a lot of different routes. He's fast. He's going to run four, four. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just talking about his footwork in general, getting off the line of scrimmage and uh, just just separation ability. He did, I think he fl- he showed the ability to do it a little bit, but I gotta get into more of the actual live game action to see. Uh, I just think putting the Debo label on him is gonna be tough, especially when uh, a fan base gets him and he's gonna be a little bit work in progress. You know, he's not gonna be a day one guy who comes out there dominating, but he's definitely an intriguing talent with that tool set. Right. All right. Who else you got? Yeah, I'm sticking at. Uh, wide receiver as well i'm going with this is going to be one of my guys when we do the my guy episode roman wilson <laughs> uh, i feel like i've been talking about him for you a while you love all these michigan guys yeah JJ mccarthy is... or my guy roman wilson right do you have something to tell us it's, co- just... it's called being an unbiased uh evaluator so i'll learn it i talk about my <laughs> my hometown guys a lot but i got sometimes i got but shit credit. on will levis what do you mean yeah true yeah no you should on, exactly you shit on will levis he was a hometown guy is he he left you guys the next one <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy um but with Roman Wilson, dude, I I think the word that I, every time I watch him, it comes to mind is juice. He is fast as shit. I guarantee he runs in the four threes at the combine. Uh, measured 5'10 and a half, 186 pounds, so not ideal size, but definitely something he can work through. His his As the opposite of Malachi Corley, his fucking feet are so fast. His footwork is so clean. His ability to get off the line, it's I, I think he can win outside, too. I don't think he's going to be a slot-only guy. I think... In the NFL, he'll mainly play the slot, but I view him as someone who can be like a Z receiver and can move from inside to outside at will. I think just the combination of speed, footwork, and just ability to separate at the top of his routes. Dude, his separation was the best there, I think. Uh, maybe either him or Ladd, but he's someone who's just going to win the NFL. He's, I think I view him as like a, well, before this week, I was viewing him as a Khalil Shakir type of guy. I was stunned when Shakir went and round five i know he had a a sweet senior bowl as well but i view roman wilson in that vein just a little bit lighter and a little fat and a lot faster so i think roman wilson coming into this uh this weekend he was a fringe back end of day two guy i know a lot of i've seen some mocks put him in round one i think that's a little crazy um i still think i guarantee he goes on day two now and i'm very very worrisome he's not going to be there when the jets pick in the third round i'd say if if it was on Bovada, I would say the line would be minus one seventy five. He's gone by that pick. Very interesting. I still think he ends up in round three. Um, maybe he goes early round three. I just think there are so many wide receivers. That's, a, in this that's class. the thing. Too. There's there are so many receivers. It's crazy. I'm I'm literally like thinking in my head like how many guys are gonna go, and I just like quickly rattled like fifteen guys off the brain where he's probably in that fifteen probably in the 12 to 15 ish range. Um, but it's just going to be fascinating. Cause like, is everybody taking wide receivers in the second round? And um, that being said too, like when I talk up, like I was a, my guy, I don't view him as a wide receiver one, but I do think that in a couple of years, he could be a, a great, great robber to someone's Batman. Oh yeah. No, no, no. That's not what my guys are. Yeah. My, no. my, my guys are just guys. You feel great about. We're going to fill a role and come in, play well. Um, and then maybe eventually be um, a star type of player. But, uh, yeah, I like that call-out. Roman Wilson was great. He, they had a really nice one-on-one, him and Quinion Mitchell. Quinion Mitchell called him out uh, for his— I love like, that, by the way. I love his, that whole segment. Yeah, same. Were, yeah. Um, and Ro- Roman Wilson got him really nice, like, really nice one-handed catch coming back to the football. Um, that being Quignon, said— Lining up in the slot in one on ones at Senior Bowl, and that's just yeah. like you said, that's a recipe for a fucking. I think I could get. I think I could get it open a couple of times, honestly. Yeah. Right. Have we're, you seen my whip routes? Dude, I was, we were running routes. We were running routes at the batch party. I, not much yeah. separation against Nikki. Yeah, I took I took one took one back to the house. Um, all right, I'll go here with uh with my last defensive player. Um, talk about it, my guy. This this was a my guy coming into the week. He's my guy return leaving the week. Uh, Darius Robinson, Missouri defensive lineman, uh, 6'5", 286, 34, and 3 fourth inch arms. Just an absolute specimen of a human being. We, right, we always talk about this all-bust team. This guy is it. Um, this is a player who 
like I said, I planted as a my guy before the senior bowl. He really didn't disappoint. He was voted best overall practice player of the week by front office and GMs. Um, I was really interested to see where teams were going to line him up this this week, if they were going to give him a chance to move into the interior, because that's where he played up until this season. Um, just because he's a, he's a bigger player, he was kicked outside this year, and uh, it really broke through for him. He had eight and a half sacks this season with a 17% win percentage. Um, I think I really got to see the full arsenal of his pass rush moves this week. He he had a really good long arm, good arm over. He had a rip move. Um, he's just a freak, and I think at his size, um, I'm curious to see what teams think of him playing edge at 286 um, or if they're going to move him around a little bit a la John Franklin Myers. Um, but I think with his size and his athletic profile, you could see him at the back end of day one. Don't be surprised. For sure. And I will gladly give you the, hit the label as him being a you or your guy because you did tell me to watch him and I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. I personally see him as an edge. I think he can play edge. I think, sure, on some situations, because you got to get creative nowadays, you can, you can kick him inside all you want. He can do that fine, too. I view him as a Cam Jordan, Kalias Campbell-type player who's just an oversized edge because his combination of twitch and power is rare. Um, I think I do think there's a very good chance he can go round one for a team. I, I wouldn't be surprised like a team like the 49ers who would take him, a team like the Ravens would take him. Um, I could think he could sneak into the back, but there's still a little bit to be left to be seen, especially in the class this deep. But another one, I, he's not getting out of the top 40 picks. There's no shot. He's he's too rare. I agree. Um, if Bovada gave you plus 175 for him to go in the first round, are you taking it? Yeah, I'll take that one. Just because, he sure, he's a your guy, but he, he's also my guy too. Your he, guys are my guys. All right, fair enough. You know, this is what we do. People have people. Um, all right, what do you got? One more defensive defense. guy? Yep, defense. Nice. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I'm this saying horribly. <laughs> yeah. I'll stay in the trenches too. I'll stay in the interior. I'm going Braden Fisk from Florida State. Love it. Massive human being. Six three and five eighths, two hundred and ninety-five pounds. A little short arms, thirty-one inch, but I think the uh the shortness in, in on the interior is a little bit less impactful than he was if he was an edge player. I think it doesn't really matter for him just because of his quickness and power he's the one that like i feel like he's a pocket collapser he'll get into people's chest and just absolutely just make the quarterback have to go out he's like a, he's a great teammate i think he'll help get people clean up sacks he'll get his own sacks this year he had uh six sacks nine nine tackles for loss and 28 pressures i think he's he was all over the tape this year uh on the in the one-on-ones this past weekend he won with power he won with quickness uh didn't win every rep but he he showed his ability to get to the quarterback. And then more so than that, uh, on the day of the game, he changed teams because the other team was short on DTs. I think scouts are going to love that. And then he went out there and had a sack that was almost a safety. He had sacked the quarterback at the goal line. So uh, great weekend for Fisk. I think he put a stamp on his name. He'll be a, a day two pick for sure. Uh, maybe I guess maybe not for sure. We'll see how he tested the combine. He could maybe slip out, but he's someone who's going to be a part of a defensive line rotation and be in the league for uh, many years to come. Yeah, he was awesome this week. The first step quickness on a couple of those plays, I mean, just blowing by interior players. Um, and he was just a – he's a big energy guy too. Like you could see yes. he wanted he wanted to be on the field. He wanted to get every rep that he could. He was calling guys out. Um, and I love that. And you're right. He Not the longest arms, but uses his hands really well to get up inside guys and get through them. Um so he's gonna be uh he's gonna be a really good pro. I really like Braden Fisk. Um all right, I'll go to my last guy, small school guy, um, Dylan Laub, uh from New Hampshire, running back, five nine and a half, two ten, twenty eight, twenty nine, and one eighth inch arms. Uh shout out Long Island, by the way. He's from West Hampton. Um Oh shit. Love that. Um fourteen hundred total yards, sixteen touchdowns this season. He caught sixty eight passes as a running back this year. Um, he had a game where I think he had 250 plus yards and two touchdowns receiving uh, as a running back this year. Um, he takes punts. He takes kicks. He's got two kick return touchdowns. He's got two punt return touchdowns in the last two years. 
Um, I think the senior bowl is not set up for running backs to really show out what they can do. Also, did they do any running back blocking the linebacker? Not that I saw. Right? I didn't I didn't see any. I don't know. That's I missed weird. a little bit of day three, so maybe that's they did weird. It then. Yeah. I always I always look forward to that because I mean it's a big part of a running back's evaluation. But um so didn't get to see what he looked like in pass in pass pro, but um like I was saying, this this format is not really set up for running backs to show what they can do. There's no hitting in the practices. Um, but what he can do is go out and play in the slot. And he was great. Um, caught balls out of the slot, caught balls out of the backfield. He's got juice up the field, hit a couple nice wheel routes, hit a couple nice Texas routes on some linebackers. Um, he's got really quick feet. He's got really strong hands, very good tracker of the football down the field, especially for a running back. Um, He's going to be a core special teamer when he comes into the NFL, but I think he could work his way into a larger role, um, maybe playing a little slot. I know people are talking um, Danny Woodhead-ish, which, I mean, that comp is almost too good to be had. Um, I was almost thinking like J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick was a wide receiver in college. Um, I think he went to Arkansas State. Um, but I think that's like a similar role that, that he's going to have in the NFL. Um wouldn't be surprised if he goes anywhere uh, on day three. I think he played his way out of being a UDFA, um, but we'll see. I think I think he's a really really good player. And shout out Long Island, man. We love these guys. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Nothing else. No, it's gonna be it. <laughs> like it. Um, before should we do guys that we didn't like or other guys that? Yeah, we can well? t- yeah we can touch on. Some like one guy who like didn't do well, I guess, right? All right, yeah. You give me your guy who you uh, felt disappointed a little bit. Yeah, we're a positive podcast. We'll leave it at six to one ratio. I think that's fair. <laughs> uh, so for me, it's gonna be Tez Walker. I think he came into this week with massive, massive uh, opportunity in front of him. From me, yeah, from you exactly. <laughs> I think, I think with this this crop of wire series, I think he was definitely number one going in, and just with that size, explosive combination, I think he really could have shown himself to be the number one guy and maybe work himself into the back end of round one with some of the, get ahead of some of these guys who didn't show up this week. Uh, but he kind of disappointed. He couldn't catch. Just couldn't flat catch. out. Just flat out couldn't catch. I think that was obviously the biggest uh, red flag on him. That being said, he only dropped, I think, three passes this year at 6.8%. So it's not like an elite percentage-wise, but it's not bad. So he hasn't really had much drop issues. So you can't really dig him too much, but... I think the round one conversation is probably over unless he absolutely nukes the combine. Uh, he'll still be a day two pick, but I think he just left an op- a massive opportunity on the play. Yeah, I think you said it too. I don't think drops were a huge issue for him coming in. Um, maybe it was nerves. Uh, it could be any. It could be anything. But just, ba- just bad couple of days, maybe. Like just yeah. as simple as that, right? It, like- and it sucks because um, obviously this three days of practice shouldn't define you as a draft prospect, but in a lot of ways it does. Um, these guys seeing you up close maybe for the first time. Um, so I agree. I think round one is done, but like you said, definitely a round two wide receiver. I still think like this whole week, I thought he was still good getting off the line of scrimmage. I thought he was good getting in and out of his routes and then just couldn't, he did all the hard stuff and just couldn't complete plays. Um, Felt like he wasn't stacking guys as well as I saw during the season, too, um, which was interesting. Maybe, again, just a product of not playing with quarterbacks, too. That, that could be a whole issue of things. Um, but, yeah, disappointing week for him. For me, it's a hometown guy. It's a guy that we've been talking about all season. It's Kalen King. Um, Penn State corner, 5'11", 189, 30 and 3-inch arms. Just a really tough week for him. Just didn't make a lot of plays. Um, and like we said, it's set up for corners to fail, but there were corners making plays. So if you wanted to show out, there there were opportunities for you to do so. Um, and just like continue to this trend of like dragging um, against wide receivers that held him up all season. And I mean, I came into the summer with him as my number one corner. Like he's clearly got the talent. And I don't know if it's a mental thing that he just has to break out of because playing corner consistently is very tough. Maybe the toughest position 
to play consistently year over year. But it just has dragged on for too long, I think. And now I'm I'm a little concerned about where he ends up going. Yeah, he definitely had a tough year this year. I felt like over summer, I liked him best when he was playing off coverage. I loved his ability to kind of like just get downhill and especially and help in the run. He was really uh, just ability to just put his foot down and just go. You know what I mean? That was his best thing. Uh, I know he, what he said, he weighed like 180, high 180s. Yeah, 189. So like, I, I would almost think like safety may be a move for him potentially, but or if, but at slot that only. Point, slot only, it seems like it just seems like he's going to have to develop into a nickel cornerback unless maybe he can put some size on. But I think there's, there is talent there and he'll for sure, I think there's no shot he doesn't get drafted. So I just, I think it's oh, he's definitely getting to, drafted. Yeah. It's just going to come down to the right fit and a team have, having patience and just developing him with a good secondary coach. Yeah. I, I think his range of outcomes is really vast because the team might completely throw out last year um and say look at his 2022 tape he was unbelievable um so maybe that boosts him up not saying he's a top two round player but maybe he ends up going in the back end of round three or the early day three um something like that um i got a bunch of names who i also thought had good weeks we could stop after and uh you know you could talk about one or two guys that you, you thought um, on the offensive line to Fuaga. I think he played himself into a top 12 ish, 15 ish pick. Um, he was really good all week. Javon Foster, who's an offensive tackle from Missouri, who I really like had some good reps um, over this week. Dominic Pooney from Kansas played tackle guard and center this week. So we love that versatility. Um, some wide receivers who looked really good. Ricky Pearsall from Florida, think he made himself some money this week. Really good routes. Um, another guy who ran some good, really good routes, Jaquan Jackson from Tulane. And then obviously Lad McConkey, just the separation king. Didn't get a lot of good balls thrown his way, but my God, I mean, he could he could separate in a phone booth. Um, one other wide receiver is a partial of my guy, Javon Baker from, from UCF. Really good tracker of the, of the deep ball. Had some really nice catches uh, in contested situations. Ray Davis, the running back from Kentucky, showed some good pass-catching ability. And then on defense, um, I thought Laatu Latu had a really good week. Um, obviously didn't play in the game, but you just saw the full arsenal of his pass rush moves and his counters. Um, Gabe Hall from, from Baylor, D-tackle, really long uh, player. Had a really, really good day one, kind of fell off, but still had some really good reps. Devondre Sweat from Texas, obviously. Didn't weigh in, probably weighed 280 pounds. 380 um, pounds. Yeah, 380 pounds, excuse <laughs> me. Um, so he's gonna be uh he's gonna be hitting the stairmaster hard over this next month and a half for uh getting ready for the combine, but just a massive human being. Um Eric Watts from from Yukon had some really good reps this week. And then uh two other corners I had noted. Cha Cha Smith Wade from Washington State um had two picks in the actual senior bowl game. Um and then Cam Hart, uh Notre Dame corner yeah um i'll just start there then i'll give up my thoughts on some of the other guys but yeah those two corners so for cam hart he was one of the guys i was going to talk about he j- just missed the cut for me but good size another one great route anticipation and then with uh smith wade day one i feel like i saw him get beat repeatedly then he came, day two he came back had another couple of days and then in the game like you said two picks so i think that uh fight through adversity and just getting better each day i think that's something scouts are going to love to see and then the other thing in this those group of guys, I'm just curious how scouts are going to rank or tier Ricky Pearsall, Lad McConkey, and Roman Wilson because they both all three had outstanding weeks, and I feel like they're all kind of the same mold of player. So yes, I, I think that those are kind of interchangeable guys, and I feel like they're all going to go on day two. Just I'm I'm just curious in what order and how high. Yeah, I if I had to rank them right now in the way I think they're going to go, I think it's going to go. McConkey, Wilson, Pearsall. That's safe. I think it's a safe way to do it. Aladdin McConkey, he's another one. His feet, quickness, and just his he's so good. His like he just knows how to get open. His the plan he has when he runs routes, like he just has fake fakes built in. I'm I'm a fan of that guy. Yeah, I'll uh I'll give one more. Um I want to talk about here. Uh we talked a lot about the the trench guys. I'll give a shout out to Ray Davis. Um, he looked really good catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, wasn't really known for that. 
coming out of college, but um, he's a little bit of a thicker back. I'm curious to see where he falls. I think he's probably a top three back in this class between him, Jonathan Brooks, um, a Bucky Irving, Trey Benson, and then maybe uh, a Marshawn Lloyd. I think he might fall around in that, that, that three area, three, four. Um, no quorum, no quorum shout out. Fuck. I forgot about quorum. He falls a little bit farther than three or four then. Um, <laughs> but he, he looked really good and we see it every year. These running backs come out of nowhere day three um, and they make an instant impact. I think he'll be a, he'll be a good one in the NFL. Yeah, He's a bowling ball. He made Florida's defense look. I don't even want to say the word I was just thinking. Look bad. <laughs> Love it. All right. Before we get out of here. Any props you want to give quickly? I don't have Google. any. I don't have any props on me, but I will be betting props. I can guarantee that. Okay, if if you know me and you know me, uh, you know I love uh, a no score on the first drive, um, especially for the Super Bowl. I love that. I'm gonna take 49ers no score first drive on Bovada right now. I can get it minus 115. What do you think? I like that. I like that a lot. My personal favorite bet is no score for six and a half minutes. So I'll be <laughs> diving around for that one. It's similar, but I, I mean, I guess yours is probably better. So maybe I will take that with you. All right. We could talk about it. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us on here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our Senior Bowl review. Stay locked in with us. We've got a couple of positions coming up for our rankings. We got Edge coming up. This weekend, we got offensive tackles coming up next week, so stay locked in for that. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. You can also find us on underdogpodcast.com and stick with us as we continue towards this 2024 NFL draft. Ray, my friend, appreciate you.